it's another tiny little sign that maybe things are getting a little bit back to normal after weeks on end of COVID-19 coverage, days on end of protests and riots and unrest. Now it's back to, you know, a little bit more of the day-to-day stuff. Still important, still things you need to know about, like what's happening in Springfield Schools, District 186. And so we're going to be talking regularly with Springfield School Board President Scott McFarland, who joins us live this afternoon. Scott, welcome. Good to have you here on the program. I'm happy to be a sign, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) You are indeed. You are a sign, a sign of normalcy, a sign uh, even of of being mundane, perhaps. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I I don't I I mean that in the best possible way, because this stuff is important. It's the sort of thing that I think we all lost a little bit of track of because it seemed like everything was kind of caving in all around us. So let's get people up to speed on what's been happening in District 186 through all this. For one thing, the the board met this week and you had to uh, approve. Uh, an updated budget for the current fiscal year, the fiscal year that we're in right now. How does that differ from the spending plan that you approved last year? Sure, and we do this every year. We, uh, we After we get mostly through the year, we take a look at our expenses and our uh, incomes and figure out how close we were, and um, then we amend that budget to have a better idea moving forward for the rest of the year. So we're going to uh, have spent uh, about $3 million more uh, than what we expected to, and that includes not having as much revenue coming in. So a big hit to us was we actually get reimbursed for the uh, the food we distribute throughout the year, and we uh, even though we did a we did a lot of business giving food out to families uh, while uh, people were home, uh, we didn't give out as much food as we would have if we had all of our students in our schools every single day. So we didn't get reimbursed as much for the food that we gave out. Uh, so that was about a million dollars uh, in reimbursements from the uh, the feds that we did not get. Help, help me out uh, with that though, because doesn't that mean you also have to buy less food? I mean. Should Shouldn't you still come out money ahead if you're not distributing as much food as you would ordinarily have? Yeah, it, uh, there was definitely less food costs. But when you average it all out, uh, we actually still didn't get as much reimbursement as we did in expenditures. But you are correct. We also did uh, spend a lot less. Uh, so it, it could have been worse um, if we had to expend uh, more on food costs and then not get reimbursed than if we did um, – uh, put out. So we, we, we definitely, um, we took a little bit of a loss there. Uh, but also some of that will be offset with CARES Act money. So we're not entirely sure uh, how that's all going to shake out yet in terms of how much CARES Act money this, uh, the, the uh, district's going to get. And also the CARES Act is going to be going for the next three fiscal years. So we're, we're not entirely sure uh, how much money we'll be able to plug in to this year the next fiscal year and the fiscal year after that. So we will be able to kind of offset some of our losses with those funds. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, uh, we, 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 we did actually uh, have to reduce um, our, our, our um, reserves uh, based on what we had originally budgeted to what we are now. But the nice thing about the school district is we have a healthy reserve that's been built up for several years now. So we still have, uh, even if this budget stays exactly the same, and I still think it's going to actually 
look a little better when the CARES Act money comes into play. Uh, we would still have about 17.8% of our operating costs for a year in reserve, which is very healthy for a school district. We are, Our target is about 15 to 20%. So we're right there in the middle where we would like to be with our reserves. Where are we in the process of crafting a budget for the new fiscal year? And your fiscal year runs July 1 through June 30, is that correct? Correct. Uh, so... It- we actually we have a, a good idea of what our expenditures are going to be each year uh, based on the previous year, but we don't actually pass a final budget until later on the school year. So uh, usually um, late August, early September, we'll have all that put together. And the reason is, is usually we don't know what our population size is going to be until after that 10-day count uh, in the first part of September. So that's how we get our final, here's what actually what our student body is going to look like so we have a better idea of what everything's going to cost for us. Uh, of course, now with the question mark of what the fall school uh, session is going to look like, uh, we, we, we're not entirely sure what that budget is going to look like yet. So we will be definitely looking at um, figuring out over the next few months uh, what everything looks like in terms of needs for transportation, uh, again, needs for uh, for uh, for food, uh, and then also just figuring out where everything's going to fall into place. Obviously, we're hoping that everyone's going to walk into the school uh, at the right time uh, come August, but we, we don't know what that looks like yet. Yeah, I, I want to come back to that and talk about the, some of the contingency plans there, but uh, to stay with the budget for a minute, what sort of landmines are you preparing for? What are you thinking in terms of the revenue that you would anticipate in a normal year. Uh, it, it looks like with the state budget, state aid should be steady, uh, but you, you rely on property tax money, and we know that there are a lot of businesses that are hurting property tax payments. Uh, there's, there's a delay that's in place right now, but we don't know how many people are going to actually be able to pay those property taxes when they come due. Uh, sales taxes obviously uh, play a role in your overall financing, and that's going to take a hit. So how... Uh, How do you prepare for that, and what are you anticipating in terms of the potential hit to revenues that you'd be relying on for the upcoming school year? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And this is um, uh, one of the reasons why our budget outlook for this coming year looks a little bit rosier than what it actually did a couple weeks ago. So the the amended budget that we passed last night, as I mentioned, was about $3 million off of what we had anticipated. But up to a couple weeks ago, we were expecting actually to be about $6 million off. And one of the reasons was we were not entirely sure what the state budget was going to look like in terms of getting our last categorical payments for this fiscal year from the state. Now, the state has uh, said to us that we are going to get those categorical payments, so that obviously makes our budget look a little better uh, since we'll get those reimbursements from the state. We're we're also happy to see that the education was level-funded for the next fiscal fiscal year. We were obviously hoping before COVID to see a bit of an increase. Governor Pritzker had said that we were going to be looking at a budget that would have more for education, but level funding at this point is is about as good as we could get, and that's what we got. So that's good. Uh, In terms of property taxes, you're completely right. Uh, With the delay in property tax income, that is going to uh, hurt our revenue in the short term. However, in the long term, we are expecting to uh, recoup most of those funds from property taxes. Uh, In terms of sales tax, we were already playing ahead on that. We knew the sales tax was going to take a major hit uh, over the next few months. And, of course, 
with the sales tax increase that just took effect uh, last fall, that's really financing our facility improvements that we're working on now. So what we did was we actually restructured our our bonds a little bit uh, to make up for the anticipated sales tax loss on the front end, uh, which means we're going to be paying off those loans for a little bit longer than we expected. But we got a really good rate uh, when we sold those bonds a few months ago. So at the end of the day, when you look at long term over the next 10, 15 years, we should be able to mitigate that hit that we took these past few months, the sales tax piece. Another move that the school board took to deal with the district's finances, and I know you took some heat on this on, on social media and elsewhere, uh, was to make changes to the insurance plan that a lot of district teachers and, and staffers are on uh, to erase uh, some of the uh, the long-standing deficit in that fund and essentially uh, put more of the burden on those workers with higher co-pays and deductibles and things as opposed to the district bearing some of the uh, the, the cost uh, of trying to erase that deficit. Why was that approach taken? The, the teachers union obviously uh, still pretty upset about that. Sure. Yeah. So we're a self-insured district, which means we, we got to make sure that we have a healthy uh, budget there to uh, pay for all of our expenditures that comes with health care. And we're actually paying uh, 95% of the premiums that our employees uh, would have to uh, deal with, and they're paying about 5%. So we have about a $3 million deficit in that insurance fund. To uh, mitigate that, we went ahead and worked to figure out the way that we can start eating away at that deficit without impacting our uh, employees, um, uh, with having the least amount of impact to our employees. So to do that, we uh, did implement um, a higher copay. Um, but we also implemented Memorial Choice uh, for our employees. So if they go to Memorial, uh, the co-pays for general visits to offices are free. Now, if they're going outside the Memorial system, then they would see a little higher copay. We also changed the out-of-pocket expenses as well as the maximum expenses they could pay. Uh, but most of our employees uh, never never reach their maximum anyway. So on paper. It does uh, allow us to expend less on insurance, but for most of our employees, the vast majority, they're not going to be impacted by that. The other thing we did was with prescription drugs, we put the the plan together to where uh, there is a preferred list of drugs, which is annoying and frustrating. I completely understand that. But uh, it allows us to have a lower cost for a prescription drug plan than what we did. So in the long run, all that we did is going to reduce our deficit to zero over the next two to four years. Whereas uh, if we hadn't done that, we would still be looking at that $3 million deficit. Now, you did mention the, the teachers union. They came to us with a plan to increase premiums without changing anything else. And that would have mitigated the deficit, but it would have taken us 10 years to pay off the $3 million debt as opposed to two to four years with our plan. Uh, And also the premium increase would have impacted every single employee, where the way we did this now, we structured it, it does not impact the majority of our employees. So there's no good way of doing this. Um, Changing somebody's insurance sucks, and I completely understand that, but we had to do something to eat away at that $3 million debt. Especially now. And we made that plan before 
COVID took place. We did have the vote while we were uh, having to deal with COVID, but this was put together uh, based on planning that's been going on for the better part of a year. Um, and now, looking at the way the state's looking and looking at the way our finances are looking, I'm, I'm sure glad we did figure that out uh, so we can start moving forward to alleviating that debt. Springfield School Board President Scott McFarland with us. And Scott, one last uh, question. Uh, I know it's too soon to know for sure how this is going to play out, but what are the contingencies that are being considered for school in the fall? Uh, I mean, is it possible we're going to see kids back in the classroom with in-person instruction? Could we see an altered calendar for the school year to uh, maybe try to get ahead of a possible uh, fall surge of this as some colleges and universities are doing? What's on the table? right now well everything's on the table right now so we've got um to make it uh simple we've got about three different plans plan a plan b and plan c uh plan a would be um having everyone back in the school normally as everything should be uh plan b would be kind of a staggered calendar to where potentially we would have some students in on some days and some students off on other days and that way you you reduce the amount of kids we have in classrooms and in the school buildings day after day. And then plan C would be uh, having completely an online um, uh, start and seeing how long that takes. I sure hope that we can, uh, you know, obviously have our kids all back in school on the on uh, the start of the school year, but we're planning for all three. And the great thing that happened out of this unfortunate um, effort is we've really beefed up our online learning systems. So, we have really moved the, 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 the student body finally to truly being one-on-one when it comes to technology to where we can give tablets and laptops to every one of our students, depending on their grade level, and uh, allowing them to be able to access online learning with our teachers even when they're home. So we are in a better place to handle those unfortunate potential plans than what we were going into COVID. Um, so we're, we're looking at all three options. We're planning for all three. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those where we're planning for the worst and hoping for the best at this point. Have you set a, 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 a time to make a final decision on this so parents have time to plan for whatever is going to happen? We have not because we are still um, beholden to the State Board of Education and the governor's office. So we're hoping to get more um, information from the State Board of Ed, and that will definitely kind of drive our planning Uh, But we're still waiting for final feedback on that to kind of get the guidance we need on what this looks like. And I think obviously they're waiting to see what the science tells them. So we're kind of in a holding pattern, but we are spending the entire summer, like I said, ramping up for all three plans. And hopefully we'll be able to get that information out to parents sooner rather than later. Springfield School Board President Scott McFarland, thanks for your time this afternoon. We'll talk soon. Anytime, Jim. Thank you.